Welcome to a special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We are live in Canton, Ohio for the second consecutive day because, well, yeah. for the second it's consecutive day, we'll see some Steelers going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Quite the weekend. I mean, quite the, uh, the showing last night, of course, for Steeler Nation as well. Um, some great... Uh, action at the podium there a lot of you know as we talked about yesterday a lot of already inducted Steelers floating around Mr. Rooney I mean it was a pretty impressive environment and well done I I liked that the the uh the speeches were cut down you know I mean it it was a lot more succinct I've been here before when there have been some 30 plus minute speeches and I get it. It's the inductees' moment, and they're do what you, you got to do, right? But, but you can, you it don't gets need a little to much. Thank everyone on the planet. Yeah. You know, uh, it's funny. They did do can, that on the, on the. If you notice on the scrolls last that night, that was below. cool. Yeah, that was cool. And did you notice when they did cowers? It's like every, every player, player ever, ever played for, yeah. which I thought was super cool. It started with the A's, blah, 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 you yeah, know, all the way down. So along those lines, I shuttled over here today with a couple guys from NFL Network, and we're just shooting the breeze, and that came up, and he said. So we did some homework and found out the longest speech in Hall of Fame induction history was longer than all of them put together last night. <laughs> Could you wow. imagine? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I forget who it was. It just went on and on and on. And that's just one. You know, I mean, yeah. we got in a ton last night and they, they did the job. It was great. Yeah, I don't think anybody felt cheated by the oh. whole thing. And, and uh, you know, uh, they had opportunities. It, it's been their weekend the entire weekend. You know, of course. From the Most game to, to Friday night right. to Saturday. Um, you know, so it's it's an honor for these guys to be placed in here. I, I thought, uh, you know, when Bill, Bill Cower said, uh, the first thing I'd like to do is say congratulations to all my fellow enshrinees in all the gold jackets tonight. It's an honor to go in with each and every one of you. Uh, a couple of things in between, and they said, but what a weekend for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, right. <laughs> kind of, yeah, it was a weekend for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Without question. And all the Steelers inductees kept bringing that up and Steeler Nation, and anytime you'd hear the Browns or Cowboys, you'd hear a boo in the crowd. And, you know, I mean, so it was pretty cool. They Obviously, Steeler Nation represented themselves really well, as I'm sure they will tonight. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Although I see a lot more uh, Peyton Manning, Manning jerseys uh, walking yeah, around yeah, yeah, out yeah. there today. Um, obviously, uh, Manning. I mean, he's an obvious yeah. headliner. I mean, yeah. superstar. Um, but, you know, yesterday was uh, the Steeler fans took this place over, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just about them. You also had Jimbo Covert going in. Yeah, good point. Uh, a, a Pittsburgh guy from uh, Freedom High School. Right. Uh, Beaver County. Uh, you know, a former Pitt star. I thought his speech was Real good. good. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Pitt did, stuff in there, too. Did you a know, nice, like he was nice job there. Thanking know. Buddy Morris and, yeah. you know, and a lot of guys around here, too. So Tom that was Moore, awesome. Or, or Tom, no, uh, Tom Moore. Yeah, the Tom offensive Moore. Line yeah. coach. And, you know, right. So a lot of uh, local ties without question. Yeah, it was good stuff. Tagliabue brought up uh, Paul Tagliabue in his speech, brought up Dan Rooney several times. About, a couple times. Yeah, about yeah. how, you know, he kind of helped him get the job and then kind of gave him the – the, a lot uh, of advice. Advice and, and help. His name came up a few times last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, throughout the course of the night, which it still has a massive outreaching influence, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I think, uh, again, it's only fitting that uh, so many of these guys go in. And, and as we mentioned yesterday, Bill Cower and Troy Polamalu, the, the first coach-player combo, mm-hmm. uh, the coach who drafted said player to go in together in the same induction class and then you'll have Fanica tonight going in as well so all on the same weekend pretty cool yeah. another one that he drafted so I don't know if that'll yeah. ever happen again you know I mean it's 
shot in the very dark difficult to, yeah, to, for it to happen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so Fanica goes in tonight. Bill Nunn's already been inducted mm-hmm. at a ceremony a couple of months ago, but he'll they'll but have his a, name came a few times too. Yeah, they'll yeah. have a they'll have a little video tribute to to the guys, uh, the contributors or who went in, or the people who have gone in already who who are no longer with us. Um, and none will be one of those. So okay. should be another fun night for Steeler fans. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be a little <coughs> bit of rain off and on. When I drove over here, that was coming from the opposite direction. It poured. <laughs> I was worried. I'm like, is this going to screw up the whole ceremony? Or more concerned, I was worried I had to walk from the car about a mile. In a, in a <laughs> torrential downpour. I'm like, I can't believe I have an umbrella. But it doesn't sound like that won't be, it will be too bad of a you know, big of a deal. Um, I expect a huge crowd and another – Steeler-type party. I mean, I bet the bars and stuff were fun last night, too, late night. A lot of black and gold. I wouldn't know. I was working late well into the <laughs> evening <laughs> yes. before my uh, uh, six, issues. My 6.20 a.m. Uh, wake-up call that I didn't ask that for from my hotel. Ask for, huh? That was nice. That's always a yeah. thrill. <laughs> and then uh, the, the maid uh, crashing through my door in my hotel at uh, 9 a.m. when I was still in bed. I'm like, and uh, you, even had, you said you had the tag out what's front. The, the, what, do, the, not the, disturb, do not disturb. Right. Does that not mean do not disturb? <laughs> and check out Just, was it for a while. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so you're dragging. A little bit. Uh, you have another late one tonight. We'll be on the drive at 8 a.m. tomorrow as well in these next two days. And then I'm going to be on with Wolf in the locker room again. So uh, the week keeps rolling. And before you know it, the Steelers will be playing again. We'll have another game on Thursday. So right, right. Uh, I'll roll back, uh, cover practice uh, Tuesday or Monday and Tuesday. and uh, Then they travel and then, they, you know. On to Philadelphia. On to Philadelphia. But I think we'll see more starters, more action, more brand-name guys in that one from at least a Steeler perspective. But to your point, uh Chooks a core four back at practice today, mm-hmm. according mm-hmm. to um, I'm looking here at the, our, our DKPittsburghSports.com. Uh, uh, we have a, a live file that goes up and okay. things Good. go on there. They're, they're going on at practice. Uh, Chooks a core four back in the starting lineup today. Good. Uh, so, so much for the report that uh, he was going to miss the opener. I don't know. If yeah, that, I did see that. That came out last week, and I'm like, I, I don't I heard think that, so. I'm not trusting that yeah. report. Right. Kevin Dotson back today, but he was working with the second team. Really? So yeah. who was ahead of him? Coward. Really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's a, a little light of fire under a move, or maybe they just like Coward. I mean, I, I, I saw nothing to say that Coward couldn't play. I thought he held up well in the game. Uh, practice reports have been decent on him, you know, so uh, that that would shock me if he's the starter, but that's something to monitor. Maybe well, he starts you know, Thursday I, night. It goes back to the report, and I know uh, my colleague Dayon Kovakovic uh, got kind of skewered for this, but – he had a report uh, a few weeks ago that the, the coaching staff was not happy with Dotson's preparation for mm. this season. Okay. Now, some people ran with that and said that he that, that, that the coaching staff was unhappy that because Dotson was out of shape. That's not what he reported. Okay, it's not, that not his not words. Right, right, right. The Don't report was the... that they were unhappy with his preparation okay. this offseason. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. Not that it has nothing to do with his conditioning, mm-hmm. because obviously he was in condition. But now he, had, he didn't, of course, didn't practice the first two weeks uh, of training camp. But I wonder if you know maybe he kind of took things a little for granted going into the season. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to be the starter. I'm a starter. This yeah. is easy. Walk in as a rookie, and you know, and that wouldn't he would be the first one to go through something like that. And that's kind of what I said is like. Maybe they're just trying to light a fire under them yeah. and realize this. Uh, nobody You're just, not handed We're anything. not handing you the left guard job, and it's just yours for the next 10 years, and all's well in the world. But it's also the uh, uh, stroke. I mean, all these things you can look at two ways, you know. Maybe Coward's playing well, you know. Yeah. Kendrick Green also still in the starting lineup. Yes. That's a, uh, to me, that's I a, think he's the starter. It's a done deal. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think he's the starting center. Like, yeah. End of sentence, you know. 
unless he screws it up dramatically or gets hurt, uh, I think Finney's, you know, going to be playing some guard here and there and backup center. Haas is going to be fighting for a job, and he looked okay to me too. So that interior could be pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think Contrary back. Contrary to popular belief. Uh, when I did my, my 53-man cuts a week ago. I remember uh, you didn't have Coward on I the didn't team. have Coward on there, and now I may have to, you know, when I, yeah. again, thing, those things change. Oh, sure. Uh, dramatically, and, and obviously, uh, I'm, like, I'm going to call it up here again and look okay. at it here. I say, well, I wonder if maybe Haas would get the boot. Potential. I mean, I, I guess, coward. you know, that would I mean, it's be. It's always a numbers game. And maybe, it's, maybe it's Finney. Who knows? But I, I had a core of four Dotson, Green, Trey Turner, Zach Banner, B.J. Finney, Joe Haig, Dan Moore, J.C. Hassenauer. Right. That's nine offensive linemen. Could um, keep ten. You could keep ten, but then you got to find a spot somewhere else. Right. Uh, and I, I forget your outside linebacker situation did not have Marsh, did not have Roche. Right. And I'm kind of leaning. I would not. I want five of them too, you know. So where do you cut corners in these positions? I remember you. I think you had six wide receivers. Yeah. Maybe I'd go to five. You know. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't a lot of other guys that I thought. Eh, I'm not real psyched about. I mean, I I know that. I mean, Benny he, Snell. I'm not doing cartwheels over. You almost have to keep six off six cornerbacks. I should say. I would think so. Yeah. Just because you you, you know the potential they play to play four. four. A lot. Yeah. Right. They play four. And a the lot. other guys help on special teams. Right. I mean, opening day, you play the Bills, and the Bills and the Cardinals were far and away the teams that played four receivers the most in the league. Like, you, you better have five or six active in game one, and we yeah. won. You know, so yeah, I think six is a foregone conclusion. A corner. Yeah, um, you know, I think uh, you know. Fourth, you did not have Shakir Brown on your roster. I did think. not. No, I mean and he's he could an be awesome that spe- special team, or he maybe could be that that special team. Yeah, guy, right, right. You know, so now you do Subject get the change. You course. do have the opportunity this year to put guys on your practice squad and then activate them on game day. Right. So you can go to fifty-five players on game day. So you know, I, mean, I don't know if anybody pick up Haas or some of those guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or a Jameer Jones or someone of that. Yeah, nature. you'd hate to lose them if you're if they're promising. Jones seems promising to me. I wonder if somebody would grab Coward. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. I mean, Probably. Got, got starts under his belt in the league. I, I mean, Steelers went out and signed him. I mean, yeah. They, I'm sure they weren't the only team that called him in free agency. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting. And I mentioned the uh, you know the defensive line cut's going to be difficult as well. Yeah, there's uh, seven or eight that yeah. are, have a, have a, uh, at least a case. So not Two or three the, of these guys will get hurt, of course. Yeah. But, you know. Not the uh, the easy cuts that you you know, you know look at and say, well, they can cut that guy. That guy. I've, I've seen cuts in, in years past where you go, okay, I can get 45 guys who should be on this roster, and then it's hard to find those last eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, now, yeah. I don't know if that's the case with this roster. And those last few are like, well, if he's, if he's on a team, so what? You yeah. know, I, I do feel like it's a little different that way. Um, I forget what I was going to say about that. But, no, I mean, I, 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 a lot of people, and myself included, were, I don't know about the depth of this team, especially on defense, but I'm warming up to a lot of the depth players and the bottom of the roster guys and – I think they're going to have to let go of some pretty decent players. Yes, you know, it's kind of like Kevin uh, Colbert talked about a couple of weeks ago when he spoke to uh, the media and said, you know, we have, we feel like we have depth. It's just not proven depth. Sure. So and you I and I would know how good some of those dudes We hadn't are, seen right. them play in a pre. We didn't see anybody play last preseason. Mm-hmm. And so some of those guys, those draft guys, like an Antoine Brooks, you had no idea. Right, but they really. had super high hopes for him. Yeah. You know, or Lane, I keep bringing up for that in that regard. And McFarland and go on and on down the line. Bugs, Davis, a lot of those guys, even not just – rookies from a year ago. So um, they're going to be battling it out. And, and as you'd like to mention as well, there'll be some of these guys who potentially get hurt in some of these preseason games. Mm-hmm. And 
they get taken out of the equation. Yeah, there will be. I mean, of course, and some that are sort of hurt that get taken out of the <laughs> equation too for another day, you know, which isn't so terrible. No, it's uh, not. It's just the game everybody plays. But, um, no, I think it'll be fun. I think that Eagles game will be more enjoyable for Steeler fans than the Cowboys one. And just in terms of what the, the who you see out there and it's a game under their belt. Um, I don't know who the I don't think the Eagles will play Hurts at all. Or I mean, it's kind of an odd situation for them. I would it is play strange. him a little bit. I would bit. play him a little I would bit. Play yeah, because you only have three and you got to get him ready to go. And it's not like he started a ton of games he last year. He played three games and was pulled out of. He played four and was pulled out of the fourth one in week yeah. seventeen, so they could lose on purpose, basically. Yeah. So I mean. And he's your starter. He's like, your starter. Okay, go, go, go. It's kind of like the situation with the Colts. Like, okay, right. you've got to get Eason ready to play. He's going to have to play as many snaps as possible. Yeah, without question. Which it's means, fine. you know, if Eason's going to play, you probably leave your starting line out there. That's These are the ramifications right, right. that playing your starting quarterback in the preseason. You're not going to put your starting quarterback out there behind your backup offensive line. No. So, I mean, a veteran like Kelsey and Lane Johnson and Brooks, who's coming back from a season-ending injury, hardly played last year as a guard. All those guys have to play, I would think. Yeah. You know, at least a series or two. So I, th- I would think that this this next game for the Steelers um, might be a stiffer test. We probably don't see much Ben Roethlisberger though either, no, if I at all. I think so. Yeah. I mean, especially because the quarterback situation here, I think you want to see those other three, especially Rudolph and Haskins, um, and I think you keep Ben and bubble wrap quite a bit. Would you give Haskins a start in this game? Or sure. Stick with I mean, I wouldn't object to it. I mean, I think. I think Rudolph's a two, and it's his job to lose. I mean, but it would break my heart to see Haskins play with a, a little bit better supporting cast, see what he does. Yeah. You know, and I'm, that's not a knock on Rudolph or anything. But yeah, It wouldn't surprise me if that ends up being the case, and mm-hmm. I don't think it means anything. I think no, it's just, let's just see it. It could be a, a situation where, hey, we just want to give Rudolph. You know, Mike Tomlin, when he, when he talked about how they were going to distribute the quarterback snaps last week, he said – we want Haskins to finish the first half so he gets an opportunity to run the no-huddle offense. Yeah, we, they like we to do the Dobbs to, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, Dobbs to do that. So maybe this week you want Rudolph to get that two-minute offense mm-hmm. situation and you're going to get Haskins some time to, to work with the ones. And and, yeah. and if they didn't like Haskins, they wouldn't even consider it. Right. But it doesn't mean they dislike Rudolph. And plus, hey, if we're going to evaluate these two, let's put them both in the same situations. You know, you're going to run with the second-team line. Although the second team line started this week. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, half a dozen and six in one hand or whatever. That but if that's if, if Mike Tomlin does announce that on Tuesday, he'll talk, he'll speak to the media on Tuesday about his plans for this uh, yeah, preseason yeah. game. If he says, oh, we're going to we're going to give Dwayne Haskins to start and allow Rudolph to, to, to finish up the half. Uh, people will read into that. And say, oh, they hate Rudolph. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be the massive reaction. Or, I mean, people are like, ooh, Haskins is going to take over Ben. <laughs> Chill. You know, it's, Let's just wait and see what happens. It's not that big of a decision yeah. if it happens. I, mean, it's, uh, I was just watching another uh, – I was watching an interview on NFL Network with Mike Tomlin from uh, Steelers training camp, and uh, he was asked about, you know, do you, do you still believe in Ben Roethlisberger? Like, okay, first of all, what's he going to say, no? Who, I mean, I hope you weren't the one asking that question. No, it was not. It was, <laughs> it was one of their guys. And he says, look, the arm strength is there. Even if he doesn't, he's never going to say that. He's never going to say that, And don't you think the offseason moves and everything they've done sort of indicate they at least believe in him a little? Yeah. I mean, come on. Who asked that question? Um, But he said, hey, look, we we recognize that, you know, his – he probably probably doesn't have as many big moments left in him that mm-hmm. as he used to, but he a lot. he's still capable. Yeah, he had an awful lot, though. Yeah, you know he's still I mean? capable of getting the job done. And so, uh, yeah, I don't think you play him in this, this preseason game. You, you'll save that for week three against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, get your guys yeah. back out there. So that's when I'll start to, to 
you know, it, who the starting lineup is when they open training camp practice next Saturday, mm-hmm. when they come back from Philadelphia. Okay. That's when it's going to start to matter. I am interested in that left guard situation, though. Yeah. I mean, if Coward gets to start Thursday night, I'm going to, you know, that's going to raise an eyebrow for me a little bit. Yeah. Um, quick on the Ben thing. I was reading a really good write up last night um, on the Saints the last two years with and without Breeze. And we'll all admit, Breeze was pretty shot. You yeah. Know? I mean, he, he didn't, Ben throws the ball a heck of a lot better than Breeze has the last two years. But still, in every metric, in every category, the offense was still a lot better with Breeze than without. Yeah. You know? And they had pretty decent backups. Because you know? he they, knows what to do with the ball. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you just take a little off his plate, Kamara was super instrumental in that you know, that attack and making Breeze's life a little easier. They didn't push the ball downfield much. It short throws to Thomas, Kamara, the tight ends. And it was still way better than when he was out. I, yeah. mean, I think it's you – know, it's the difference between having a Hall of Fame quarterback and a guy who is not a Hall of Fame yeah. quarterback. I mean, frankly. Even if, at the end. If Indy would pull Rivers out of the high school coaching circle right now and say you're starting week one, we'll give you $5 million bucks, that'd be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I don't. I think I think I saw something about that though. He says I'm not. He's not. Gonna I don't do think that. he's. I think he was no. coach the season or yeah. whatever. He wants yeah. to finish the season, and then if somebody needs him, then mm-hmm. he can come out of retirement. But as you know, hypothetical. You know, some of these guys that have done it for so long at such a high level. Peyton Manning, at the end of his career, had no physical ability at all, but still had the wherewithal to. Yeah, you know, they won the Super Bowl. You need a play. Here it is. I can make this play. Yeah, I'm saving yeah. it up, and I can make a play. Yeah. But I, don't I'm ask not going to make mistakes. Yeah, don't ask me to put the team on my back anymore. No. And I don't. And I think the Steelers told us they don't want Ben to put the team on his back anymore. Like, there was a stretch there when, you know, taking them to Super Bowls without much of an offensive line and not a highly schemed offense. And it was, you know, my players are better than yours and we got a stud quarterback and that worked really, really well. Well, those days are gone. Yeah. But uh, we are uh, live here at – Canton McKinley High School. Yeah, we are. Right next door to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and, uh, of course, the Tom Benson Hall of Fame football field where later on tonight uh, we'll see Alan Fanica, uh, some others, including the aforementioned Peyton Manning. Manning, uh, Go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It was a fun time last night. Uh, We'll hear some of those speeches later on here in the show. uh, But uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to uh, live coverage here from uh, Canton on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio. We are back live from Canton, Ohio. Uh, I'm Matt Dale Lally We're here with Matt Williamson. Uh, we're bringing you uh, coverage here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970 from 3 to 6 p.m. Of course, the uh, Canton uh, the inductions start a little bit later tonight. I believe it's a seven o'clock start. Yeah, fewer uh, of them. Yeah, there's fewer of them. Uh, tonight's lineup uh, in, in order will be Drew Pearson, Tom Flores, uh, Peyton Manning. I thought he'd be last. Surprise, Manning's one third. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Lynch, Calvin Johnson, Alan Fanica, Charles Woodson. Nice. Okay. So it should be a – I wonder how they figured that out. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure ending with the Steeler last night was not an accident. Yeah. You know, but I don't know why it wasn't Troy. Why was it called Cower? You know, why was the order they – you know, I don't know. That's, that's a, that's that a great question. I think it's probably TV has something to do with it. It wouldn't surprise me if, you know, Woodson was a Raider. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they wanted to put him a little bit later, so it's prime time television ah, viewing time sense. on the West Coast, as, as opposed to putting him on at, at seven o'clock and it's four o'clock. It's afternoon. three. You know, it's four o'clock in the afternoon in Oakland. People are mowing lawns and stuff. <laughs> don't want to go West Charles Woodson. Yeah, maybe there's some. So um, uh, that. it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case. Okay. Um, but that's the order of uh, of guys group, tonight. Of yeah. Uh, now, this year's first time. This upcoming players. class. I'm this upcoming yeah. class. Curious who's well, first of all, let's let's go through some of the guys who didn't make it this year. Okay. There's these one were that the, stands out. These me. were the semifinalists from this year who didn't make it. Uh, Eric Allen. I don't think he's close. Jared Allen. He's interesting because I know he's racked up a lot of sacks. And I think we brought this up yesterday. There's like eight to ten of those because I mentioned Terrell Suggs. Freeney, Peppers. I mean, there was a lot of edge guys not that long ago that were really, really good. I think Peppers kind of stands above them, but they wouldn't say they were the best ever. They weren't Bruce yeah. Smith, you know. Right. I, I know. In if one goes, do they all go? How do you decipher between them? Uh, a lot of you know cumulative stats. A lot of double-digit sack years. I think he's close. I uh, would probably lean towards no, but if it's a light year, it might be. This maybe could be it. a light year. Yeah. Uh, Ronde, Bar- uh, I'm sorry, Willie Anderson. Really good play. I mean, I know Bengals yeah. people have been pushing that he should be in the conversation. Thus, and maybe this bar is too high. I mean, Baselli, and I know Baselli didn't play that long, but that, that level tackle to me is above him. Yeah, well, I know? agree. Yeah. Uh, Ronde Barber. Um, I think he's a no, don't get me wrong. But it'll be interesting if you sit in for his conversation because he has stats. Yeah. I mean, corners don't have stats, and he has stats. He was on a really good defense, but that defense wasn't great for eight years. It wasn't a Legion boom. It was great no, for like right. two years or so. Yeah. Um, but he has sacks. He has takeaways. You know, um, I still think he's a no. Cornelius Bennett. Uh, no. Great player. Um He's like the definition of Hall of Very Good, don't yeah. you think? You know, I mean, on a really good uh, Buffalo team, you know, Bruce Smith was clearly a lot better than him. Not that that's, you know, a negative. Uh, Tony Baselli, the aforementioned Tony Baselli. I think he makes it this year. If you said it's a, li- a lean year, this could be it. Yeah. I mean, I think we had, a good, we had a good conversation yesterday. There was a pretty good push for him two years ago when I when I did the uh, Hall of Fame presentation. Yeah. Um, there was a, a pretty good argument made in his favor. Um, I just couldn't see him getting in ahead of Fanica or Hutchinson based on the longevity. They just had better cases. Yeah. Huh? And, I mean, yeah. he played 90 career games. Yeah. And at this at that point, and even a year ago, Fanica was still waiting. You know, if you can only take one of the two, I think you have to vote for Allen over Tony. But that's only – I mean, you know better than I would in that conversation, but it sounds like that's Baselli's only negative is longevity. Yeah. I mean, the quality of plays, Hall of Fame level. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, Leroy Butler – and he was a finalist when I was uh, when I was in that room. This sounds a little rough, but I think some safeties have gotten in lately that are maybe a little suspect. Not Troy, obviously. Yeah. You know, like I thought Dawkins was worthy. I think Atwater's worthy, but there's been a couple safeties where I kind of go, eh, it doesn't scream Hall of Fame to me, and Butler doesn't scream Hall of Fame to me. Uh, Rodney Harrison, another one that's kind of in that. Same goes back vein. to our yesterday conversation too, though that, well, none of these first generation Patriot greats are getting in the Vrabels and Brewskies and Seymours and all those guys. I think Seymour's kind of worthy, but um, Harrison's 
he's got a better case than like Brewski or Rabel or some of those dudes or Malloy or some of those type of guys. Maybe. Tory Holt. I think yes. I think him and Bruce are the same. Uh, that was something that you know that became, yeah. became because he and Bruce two years ago were on the ballots together. How could they not? Yeah, co- yeah, hurt each other or yeah. at least you know coincide with one another. Um, you've got uh, Clay Matthews Jr. No, played forever and was super reliable, but was he ever a top five linebacker or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Was he ever a great player? I don't think so. Sam Mills. I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so. He was he was up as a finalist uh, two years ago as well, and I I just couldn't vote for him. Nah, I mean I I don't know if Zach Thomas's name is going to come up on this list. It but will. I, I would put Thomas over Mills. It will. I wouldn't vote for either one of them. I don't know either one's yeah. deserving. I, I think Jimmy Johnson last night brought up Zach Thomas. Yeah, you know that's a big thing. It, do you know, and, and people talk about tackles. I, I tweeted this today. Oh yeah, tackles are not an official NFL statistic. No. Because they're different in every stadium. I can recall when the Steelers played the Broncos in 97 uh, in the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. In the Broncos press release, it made a big deal out of the Broncos, I believe, had seven players who had 100 tackles or 100 or more tackles on their roster. And so I then went back and added wow, it up. Wow, that's impressive. That's yeah, impressive. Right, right. And I said, wow, that's really – that's a lot. And so I went back and I looked – I counted up all the tackles though just those guys made. Just seven. And defenders. it was like it was like nine hundred and some tackles. Yeah. Yeah. Solos. Solos, right. They only had like a thousand plays run against them that year. <laughs> yeah. And there were other guys on the team who had solo tackles. Right, so right, right. somebody but was fudging the numbers. It wasn't seven on seven yeah. football, yeah. I mean, I think we've brought this up before too. Like I don't play much IDP, individual defensive player fantasy, but one of the like cheat codes in that is knowing what stadiums what stadium, give away yeah. tackles easily? Right. You know, with all respect, like Ray Lewis, I think he got a few he didn't deserve. And, you know, I mean, it yeah. happens in every building, but some buildings just give them away easy, you know. And if your road guy is playing in that stadium, you start him that week. Like, yeah, that's kind of one of the reasons I don't play IDP. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Seymour, I think. I voted, yes for me. I voted for him two did years you? ago. I did. Um, you know, I, I thought he deserved it. Um the stats aren't the there. The stats aren't there, but he's a 3-4 end. Right. I mean, like, Cortez Kennedy's in. Yeah. I, I think Will Fork will go when his time comes up. He's not. You can't measure him against Bruce Smith. No. You can't measure him White against or... Reggie White. Right. You have to look at what he what – he, kind of like he's a defensive tackle. Yeah, I mean, he's it's – it's, it's the Cam Hayward argument. You know, Cam Aaron Hayward Smith. Had, had no chance right. of making the Pro Bowl when he was listed as a defensive end. The Steelers move him to def, uh, to list his, his listing. They put a, a – take the E off the end and put a T on it, and now all of a sudden he's a four-time Pro nice. Bowl player and two-time All-Pro. Right. He didn't suddenly get better. He didn't suddenly He just changed right. his position. Yeah, because – I mean, he doesn't line up outside the tackles. And I thought Seymour was a dominant, dominant player on a great team, on a really good defense, special guy. I think he's a Hall of Famer, but, boy, that's a tough – I wouldn't want to be his guy trying to get him in. It's Yeah, well, that's I mean, tough. they made a good argument two years ago. We'll see if that, that continues. I, I know it gets redundant. Yeah, I know. bet. I bet. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of push for this next guy. And you and I have discussed this in the past. Steve Tasker. No. No, 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 no. No, I mean I know Morton. It's a special teams in. player. Morton Anderson ends. Ray Ray guys in. Okay, <laughs> but can you prove to me that Tasker is? Far I'm voting for though. Cornelius Bennett before I'm voting for Steve Tasker. They were on the same team. Right. Which one was the better player? Ask uh, who's Bill's Marv Levy. Yeah. 
who do you want to lose? Which one? Which Sunday? one would you rather play without? Tasker. Or Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One plays the... fifteen plays a game. The other one plays fifty. Yeah, I know he's got this great reputation too. Like, I don't know if Devin Hester's on that list. Hester to me is a much better case than Tasker. Like Hester scared people. He's the best returner I've ever seen. I still don't know that I could vote for him to go in because he plays eight plays a game or something like that. Like, how are you telling Richard Seymour, hey, Richard, you got to wait right. another year here, but we're going to put Steve Tasker in this year. Right. Or the next guy on the list, Fred Taylor. Hey, Fred Taylor, you're not you're right. not good enough to be in the Hall of Fame, but we're going to put Steve Tasker in. You put the team on your back and one of the best backs <laughs> in the league for a nice stretch, but this guy runs out on a 10, couple kickoffs. 10,000 or 12,000 total yards in your career, yeah. but we're going to put Steve Tasker in and, ahead of you. You know, Madden used to make a big deal out of him because he – you know, it was an easy guy to root for. So he all of a sudden he's the best special teamer in history. All right, quick question for you: Would you vote for Justin Tucker when he comes up? All things being equal, I mean, the problem is you got to leave somebody. I'm off not there. a believer the kicker should be in. He's the best I've ever seen. That's why I bring him up. That's all well and good, but the guys right. who are in there now, Morton Anderson and Jan Stenerud, were the mm-hmm. best at that time. Well, Jan Stenerud's, I think his career percent make percentage is like 69 percent. Yeah. Morton Anderson's like 82%. See, that stuff doesn't bother me as much as if I vote for him, I can't vote for Seymour or Taylor. You know what I mean? That's the other That's part the of the problem, equation. Right. Like you're, you're putting him in over off. Yeah, you're putting him over guys who are belong, you know, mm-hmm. belong in there who don't make it because maybe they didn't play a sexy position. Right, right, right. You know. The guards of the fan, I mean Fanica yeah. could lose out to those guys. That's really two different questions. I mean, is Justin Tucker a Hall of Famer to you? To me, that's a yes. But if I only get 5 votes, there's only five that go in, yeah. <laughs> then he's, he, does then he beat out five others that we're talking about right yeah. now? I don't know. Uh, mention Zach Thomas. He's a no for me, but yeah. okay. Uh, Heinz Ward on the list again. I, no. I don't see it. But, again, it goes back. Okay, Steve Tasker and Heinz Ward both have a WR next to their name. Right. They're not even the same species. <laughs> no. Right. Calvin Johnson. How do you tell – how do you look to, how do you look a guy like, uh, or you know, Heinz Ward in the, in the eye and say, hey, you're not the uh, – Torrey Holt. Was yeah. another one you mentioned. Yeah, you know, the wide receiver. Like they're not even close. <laughs> I I know Steeler Nation, and actually some of the guys. His name came up a couple times last night, and, and that forum's really good for lobbying for your buddies and all those things. And I know Ward. People are gonna be out there like, then you can't go by the numbers with Ward. I get that he's a blocker and all those things, but I'll take the guy that catches 120 balls. Yeah. <laughs> you know at at I mean? least. He has a thousand career catches, which is probably about nine hundred more than Steve Tasker had in his oh, career. Yeah, Tasker didn't even <laughs> see the offense. Not unless there were a whole bunch of nah, injuries. Right, right. Um, this guy, I think, should be in Patrick Willis. I think he's the easiest one that whole list. To be very yeah. honest with you, if I'm looking at the, the those linebackers that we talked about, you're They're talking about close. Cornelius Bennett. You're talking about uh, Clay Matthews, Sam Mills, uh, Zach Thomas. Patrick Willis is the best of that group. The only knock against him is he didn't play super long. But he played longer than Baselli. I think he played longer than Terrell Davis and some of these Gail Sayers and some of these guys that did get in. He was the best linebacker in the league for a pretty long stretch. Great defense uh, that he was on and instrumental. Um, a little ahead of his time in terms of he's running a 4-4 at 240 and never leaves the field. Great in coverage. I mean, he'd be he was an early pick and would be every draft. I, I think he's a Hall of Fame all day long, but uh, I was shocked. Some of the guys, this is no offense, but some of the guys that got in this year, I would have put Willis ahead of. Darren Woodson. Nah. Yeah, I don't I don't see that one. He's like Leroy Butler to me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Bryant Young was the other. He's another one that's a really the, good player. It's in the Seymour yeah. range. Again, a defensive tackle. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd how, they impact, over him. How, they, how they impact a game is a little bit different than a, mm-hmm. a true defensive end. I'm not sure if you know this answer, but has Kevin Williams from the Vikings been up yet? 
I don't believe I think so. he's coming soon. Soon, And yeah. he's somebody that I'd never think of as a Hall of Famer, but I heard a case for him. And they, were, they were ridiculously hard to run against. Yeah. I mean, there was yeah. that Williams wall. He did yeah. all kinds of things. I, I just wasn't sure if he was up yet, but I would put him ahead of some of these defensive tackles. But those guys were really good. Seymour and Young were really good. Really they just good. don't have the stats that you look at and say, yeah. well, he had all, this, this number of sacks. And yeah. That, that's the thing that people look at all the time. Hurts. With guys who – quote-unquote pass rushers. Now, edge rushers slash defensive ends. Mm -hmm. Well, how many sacks did he have? That's that's what's going to hurt a guy like James Harrison. Yeah. They impact the game. In a lot of different ways. In a lot of different ways, even if they don't get the sack. Like, you're sliding, you know, you're you're doubling that guy all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, that's impacting the game because now you're playing, you know. Not to mention, I mean, let's say the best pass rusher in the league the last five years played for Cincy, the Jets, the Jags. And he's a great player, but you're losing in the you're fourth losing, quarter yeah. and they're just running down your throat. You know, like, there's not as many opportunities. It's yeah. a lot easier to get sacks when you're a chief. Yes. <laughs> you know That's I mean? why the chiefs get a bunch of sacks. Right, right, right. Know, they've, they've been able to do that. Uh, we're going to take another break here before we get to the list, the list of first-time guys yeah, who are going to be eligible this year. Those are. Um, we'll, we'll kind of try to come up with a list of who we think the next five will be. Okay. He's Matt Williams, and I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to uh, Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. This is a special edition of The Drive, live from Canton. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to Canton. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We are at Canton McKinley High School here on Radio Row, although calling this Radio Row is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, a little bit of a... <laughs> There's only one other uh, one other radio station here, and uh, Joe Rakicki from the DVE Morning Show is here as well. Hold down the fort. Holding down the fort, uh, getting ready for their show tomorrow. Uh, give Joe a little shout out there. Uh, but, uh, of course, the uh, induction ceremony will take place tonight for the 2021 class we're talking about who might be in the 2022 class yeah i'm interested next to see who's year. up this year these are the guys uh who are first uh who uh it's their first time their first year of eligibility, eligibility and i don't know how or who uh i guess this this is coming from uh, julie scaff of the hall of fame oh okay good so these are the guys that uh, that she put on the list who are first time eligibles next year anquan bolton no, he's very Heinz Wardish to me, without yeah. the rings. Uh, and I don't know how this guy made it on here. Good player, but should not be on the Hall of Fame list. Chad Greenway. No. <laughs> I mean, he's been okay. <laughs> I mean, he's not as good as Zach Thomas yeah. or Mills or a couple of guys we mentioned last segment. No. Andre Johnson. So he's a yes to me in a nutshell, but I'd have to compare him against others. He's a no to me. I know we had this this battle a little bit yesterday. Johnson versus Holt would be a conversation to me. Um, just initial reaction. Is Andre Johnson a Hall of Famer? Yeah, is my initial reaction. Um, I know he didn't catch a ton of touchdowns, but, boy, I thought he was a really good player. Good player. Uh, led the league in receiving Twice receptions, twice receiving yards, okay. twice. Um, How long did he play? Do you have his bio in front? Yeah, of he played 2003 to 2016. But the, you know that 2016 season—that was that Colts year when he was—he had nine catches for 85 yards. Yeah. He had 41 catches the year before that, 85 the year before that for 936 okay. yards. So he was—he was, he was kind of holding on. on at the end. Yeah, I mean, he was awfully good though with the Texans. It would. I mean, again, if you can only pick five or whatever, I don't know that he makes that cut. But in a nutshell, I think he's a Hall of Famer. 
Uh, his teammate with the Texans on here as well, Mario Williams. No. No, I don't think so either. I'd take Jared Allen and some of those other subs yeah. and some of those edge guys I mentioned before over Williams. Tony Romo. That's not crazy. He's been – played a long time. Some good offenses. You know, Romo or Rivers? Rivers. I think I'd take Rivers over him too. Yeah. I think Rivers gets in. Romo or Ryan? I think I'd go Romo. Ryan at least took his team to a Super Bowl. Ryan right now is ninth all-time in passing yards. Yeah. Played a lot longer, but yeah. I thought Romo's the better player. Romo – is 34th on the all-time passing list. Yeah. that's That doesn't scream all of No, it doesn't scream Without a ring, or yeah. right. Without even taking your team to see. I like listening For to the longest the air, time, he didn't, he didn't even get his team a playoff win. No, it was a very long stretch. Yeah. Yeah, he's a no. I, I just can't put him on it. And here's the thing that we've seen happen, though, recently. If you're on TV, I was, you get that extra I bump. Probably didn't hurt Cower. I mean, it didn't right. hurt Jimmy Johnson. You know what I mean? Like – and but I that, he's that a no to me. He's a no to me. I mean, maybe he'll go down to be a Hall of Fame announcer, but that shouldn't help your cause as a player. Right. Robert Mathis. No. He was Robin. Yeah. I mean, and a really good Robin, don't get me wrong, but no. Uh, Steve Smith. Ooh. Yeah. I think Steve Smith's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I'll take him over Bolden, Ward, Holt, Andre J. Yeah. Yeah. Smith was a good player. DeMarcus Ware. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Vince Wilfork. Yeah. I don't want to be his presenter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a tough one because he doesn't have any stats he's, at all. Yeah, he's a nose tackle. Um, I mean, with all respect to Hampton, Wilfork was the nose tackle of the generation. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, he was an instrumental player. He's got a lot of hardware and his rings on his hands too. And to be honest, though, I mean Hampton doesn't even get mentioned. He's the, not even. He doesn't he's get. He's been to, up for a while now. Yeah, right? it doesn't even get to to be a final or semifinals. No. And I don't know. Will Fork's a lot better than Hampton, but yeah. his resume is. Yeah, it, it's, you know, I'm just calling up his quote his stats here mm-hmm. to see. No, there could be any. There's just nothing there. But he's like 20 sacks. He played thir- less. He played 13 years. Okay. He had 16 career sacks. Yeah. Um, he had 560 career totals, 367 or tackles, 367 of those were solos. Okay. So he averaged about two. But his job about, wasn't to do any of those things. Know. Yeah, right. That's not what you're there for. No. Uh, five forced fumbles in his career, 12 fumble recoveries, two interceptions, three interceptions. Three interceptions. He had two in one year one year. Look at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how would you even go about presenting? But here's the thing. You look at it, he was all pro once. First team all pro Mm -hmm. one time. Um, Five pro bowls. Okay. I mean, they don't have a nose tackle spot. Right. He gets compared to the Bryant Youngs. He's actually fighting Hayward and those guys too, right. Um, You know, Sapp and people like that. Now he'd be fighting Aaron Donald. Right. You're not going to have the Sapp numbers. going to win, right. Um, It's not like – like, when I was a kid, it always bothered me. Mike Allstott went every year as a fullback. He yeah. didn't block anybody. No. <laughs> he was just a big, strong they guy. Him, they, he got to run the ball, and he caught it. Yeah. Right, right. So, he went to the, he was the NFC fullback every year. It's like, hey, he's a good player, but that's he's not playing fullback. It's almost like Vince should – there should have been a nose tackle spot. Uh, his case is rough. I mean, I, you know, to me, you'd have to really do a lot of work and say, 
they were top five against the run every year he was there. That's team, team stuff. That's kind of the argument, you know, what you talked about, um, you know, when I when I presented Fanica, uh, yeah. you know, the Steelers led the league in rushing this many times or were top ten in rushing this many times mm-hmm. when he played. And that everyone kind of stuff. knows he's a yeah. key to it. You know? Yeah. So you're saying yeah. you're saying yes to Steve Smith. You're saying yes to DeMarcus Ware. Yeah. And yes to Vince Wilfork. That's three first-time guys. Yeah. So you're leaving some of these other guys. Well, I didn't pick my five, but I think are they Hall of Famers, they get my yes. Okay. And Andre Johnson got a yes for me. But I think he's fourth <laughs> of those. I'll take Wilfork over Andre. I'll take Smith over Andre. So you're taking Jer- Jared Allen. No. Doesn't make it over those guys. Uh-uh. Because Willis will. Willis is about, is going for me. Okay, so you got Willis. I'm going Willis. Ware. Okay. Will Fork. They're all W's. Uh, Smith. And Tasker. <laughs> <laughs> and Greenway. Uh, then I'm fighting. Now I'm coming down to that fifth spot. I don't Did you know. you mention Baselli? No. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, see, I think Baselli goes next year. From this year's list, the uh, – I would vote for Boselli. I would yeah. vote for Seymour. Yeah, I don't want to leave Seymour off. I've been fighting for him for. So there's there's two years. of your guys. Then you take Willis. That's three. Yeah. Uh, and then I start looking at that second year, th- these first time guys, and I'd say uh, Steve Smith and I might I might only Where have Steve Wilford. I might only have St- Steve Smith in as those guys. For sure. Um, I might take Jared Allen over where. Let me see. What, let me see where. The, uh, I, mean, I hate this to rely on stats. I mean, eyeball test. I think I'd rather play against Jared Allen than Demarcus Ware. Ware was a monster. Um, <coughs> but I, I don't know that there's any Troy's or Peyton Manning's this year. There, there's no, there, there there's no slam dunks. I mean, Calvin Johnson would go ahead of all those guys. I'm just looking here at the all-time sack list. Demarcus Ware, 138 and a half. Jared Allen, 136. They're right the there. I mean, same. yeah. <laughs> eleven years for for uh, Allen, and eleven years for Ware. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, even at the end, Ware was playing with Denver. And he wasn't quite a full time guy. Yeah, but, you know, he had Von Miller on the other side. That's gonna be quite the that's argument. A, that's gonna be a heck of an argument. That's gonna be a heck of an yeah, because neither one's a slam dunk, no brainer. Right. So do you? Do you say, well, we can't put Ware in because he's can't have another first time guy. Make him wait a year. I know they do that a lot, <laughs> which isn't fair to the poor guy. Um, wow. I think I, I still would take Ware over Allen. What about Rodney Harrison or a guy like that? It's not bad. But then, I mean, I think Baselli has to go. Uh, oh, Baselli's just, Baselli to me is the guy who's going in next year. Okay. So I, I think, think Willis is the, is, would be my first vote. Because I think, I think there's been a pecking order for mm-hmm. the offensive lineman, and I think this is Baselli's year. I mean, you have a better understanding of how it works. So, I mean, your prediction is he will get the that, nod. This is my prediction. He yeah, gets okay. a nod. I. It wouldn't surprise me to see Zach Thomas get the nod. Really? Yeah. That would sadden me. Yeah. I mean, I understand he's a really good player. He's easy to root for. I would vote for Willis over him. Yes. <laughs> Easily, to be honest with yeah. you. Those first ballot guys are going to have a tough time. Yeah. There's none you have to put in, and I know that the committee's a little Steve, biased I think Steve Smith guys. is the, the guy who's the, yeah. the closest thing to I kind of would put Hold in though too. We didn't bring him up. Well, yeah, and if you put Hold in, you don't. Then you only take one receiver. Holt, Smith, Andre. How do you rank those three? Ooh. Andre's probably three for you. I think Smith's one for me. I don't know who's two and three for me though, but I think Smith is one. He played a pretty long time. Yeah, 
and brought a lot to the table. But none of them are Calvin. No, no, none you know of them I mean? are Calvin. Like none of them, none are, of them are, even, are they even Reggie Wayne from this year. Hmm. I, I think they are eyeball test, but Wayne had a proof. Reggie strong. Wayne did, like, everybody Resume. Everybody says Reggie Wayne and, and uh, Marvin Harrison. Mm-hmm. Well, Wayne became number, he, like, he went for, he was Batman. He was Bruce he, Wayne. He took it over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. He did. It's not the same as Mathis and Freeney yeah. and those teams. And Mathis did it after a while. Was still a really good player on his own. Yeah. Or he wouldn't be in this conversation. But, no, Wayne was a great player well past Marvin. And even when mm-hmm. they didn't have Peyton anymore. Right. Like, he was still. This is going to be a tough five. It's going to be an interesting argument. I really uh, think there's argument. like ten guys that are in it. I mean, yeah. Seymour versus Wilfork. That's a, yeah. I Again, mean, it's it, the same it, presenter. The, yeah, it's the first guy, the first time guy versus the the guy who's been waiting for a yeah. while, and sometimes the guy who's been waiting for a while gets the nod. Right, right. You know, I it's mean, his you time. Like it's, it's his turn. Shot. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you were presenting both those guys, puts you in a little bit of a pickle. It does. Is it Mike and, Reese that does? The, the, you know, maybe you get asked which one would you put in first, and didn't, didn't you say that happened to like Holt versus Bruce or something like that? Yeah. I mean, I mean how, how could it not? If you're presenting both those guys, and I got one vote, you got to take one of the two. But as a presenter, it's like, well, I don't – they're both you're my arguing, kids. You're arguing for two guys at the same position, That's essentially. Rough. Yeah. And maybe both are deserving. Uh, but you got to, you know, like, hey, I've, I've done this guy th- – it's only natural. I've, mm-hmm. d- I've had to present this guy four years in a row. Right, right. This guy's brand new. Let's put the guy <laughs> – let's yeah. put the guy in who's been waiting longer. Do you think Bruce was clearly above Holt, though? <laughs> Because I wonder if I think it'd be pretty easy for the committee to be like, we just brought, we just invited. Well, Bruce was the in. Bruce was the established one when they when they drafted, yeah, right, right, right. when they drafted Tory Holt. Bruce had done it on his own, and Holt did it past Bruce too, or not Isaac Bruce, but the. Um, no, Bruce we're talking about Isaac Bruce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Bruce had been there, and he was the guy, and right. and then they drafted Tory Holt. It was kind of a Harrison Wayne situation. Yeah. You know, Holt was the learned from the incumbent. Correct. I thought Holt was better, though, at the time. Just the better player. And, uh, maybe that's crazy. But um, I just think the committee, it'd be real easy to say, well, we put Bruce in last year. This guy's got the same case. Yeah. How do we not put him in? Yeah. yeah. But uh, It's tough. It is yeah, tough. I, I mean, when you people, start th- down. people get angry about it every year. How, can, how could this guy not have made it? You're crazy high towards not a Hall of Famer. It's easy to sit there and say, yes or no, is he a Hall of Famer. Right. But not when you only you get to vote. put five, right? Which brings you back to Tasker and Tucker yeah. and you know those type of guys too. Is Hester been up? He has not. I think he I is think eligible. He's, he's eligible soon. this year. Okay, he's going to be a really interesting conversation. I can't put him in above some of those other guys so, though. Hey Tony, hey Steve Smith, you can't go in because Hester's yeah. going in. You know, he was at least a lot scarier than Tasker to me. Shouldn't even be mentioned. <laughs> but at least uh, you know Justin Tucker to be. He's the best I've ever seen. So I think there's a conversation there. But you don't not put the Ravens in field goal situations. Like, people never kick to Hester because he scared them so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he changed games a lot. Not that Tucker isn't a weapon. I mean, But it, then you had guys like Metcalf. Right. Uh, like, what's know, the difference? Why is he so much Browns, better or, than all Or Josh guys. Cribbs, you know, or guys right, like right. that. I mean, yeah, you didn't want to kick to those guys Dante either. Hall. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Those guys were him before him. Now, maybe he was well, – I think he's the best. Maybe he was the best. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's some recency bias there because he's played the most recently. But there have been other guys that you didn't want to kick the ball to. That have never even scratched the surface of Hall of Fame. don't get that, right. you know. To me, that's a tasker argument too. Like, 
Can you really prove to me that he's the best core special teamer ever? Ever. Ever. Is he yeah. better than Kasim Like, there's it, going to be when Matthew Slater retires. Right. There's going to be a big ball. He made, he made nine Pro Bowls as a special teams guy. Because nobody did it Nobody else knew who, who these guys were. Right, right, right. The voters don't watch every yeah. gunner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there going to be a long snapper someday? We yeah. He's about? the best long snapper. He'd get it back there in 1.2 seconds every right. time. He went to eight Pro Bowls because he was the only – I mean, there'll be some long snapper that we all know his name 20 years from now, and someone's going to be like, well, he's so much better than everybody else. You sure? Yeah. Do you really know that? Do you really know that? I mean, I don't think that, that – to me, if we had every special teams coach from the last 20 years in this room, and we all said, Is Steve Tasker the best special team you ever saw? I'd be like, I don't know. No. <laughs> or, or, you know. I had this they guy. They all said yes. Yeah. I'd say, okay, then maybe he's got a case. But yeah. they wouldn't all say yes. No, they wouldn't all. No. Uh, but anyway, so that, that's wow, it, those are the guys uh, who are going to be up uh, for it's next year. It's Peyton Manning's up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Much you just, stand up, you just right. stand up and say Peyton Manning. Right. Okay, everybody vote yes. And then we fight over four spots instead yeah. of five. You know, right. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, that was the argument uh, going into this past season. Manning, sure. that's how Fanica gets in. Uh, we'll see those guys all go into the Hall of Fame later on tonight. But we're going to take a break. Uh, that's going to do it for Hour 1 here uh, live from Canton. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to live coverage from the Pro Football Hall of Fame here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970.